0: that rings true. Now, beloved, I I have a sermon for today and I just feel like the Lord is perhaps directing me to go a different way. You know, I... I heard something on, or I didn't hear it. I read it this morning. I was reading. And it really, I won't use the word angry, but it did bother me. And it said, the thing that I read, this is why you have to be so careful. You must be so careful, because some things sound so right, and they sound so good, and they sound so true, like, oh yeah, that's according to the scripture. And it, when I read it, it just, it just really went off in my spirit as being a very bothersome thing because it said, In Jesus' brokenness, he healed our brokenness. But, beloved, there was nothing ever broken about Jesus. Everything he did, it was not broken, it was given everything. You know, and that that seems like a really neat thing to say in his brokenness. It took care of our brokenness. You know, if we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But God did not send him here broken. God did not send him here to be broken. We do not serve a God who came to earth as a man, just because he came as a man, he came representing the very image of his Father. There is nothing broken in your Father. And so there is nothing ever that was broken in Jesus. You might feel broken, but when you receive him, you are not broken. He does not see you as broken. He came as a lamb to serve, to give, to bless, to love. He came to show us the glory of the Father. There is nothing (coughs) broken in the glory of God. Was he crucified? Yes but he gave that to you as a gift. Did he die? Yes, but he gave that to you as a gift. Was he spat upon? Did he wear a crown of thorns? Was he stripped? It was all for you as a gift. How much more... When we're in the middle of a tumult, or we're in the middle of a shaking, or we're in the middle of a difficulty, or we're in the (coughs) middle of a hardship, how much more can we lay aside ourselves and look at perhaps the pain that somebody else is going through and lay our hearts down before the Father Because the Father is so big for you. His heart, His love, His compassion, His mercy, His loving kindness, His goodness is so big for you. And when you lay it all down, the King of glory comes in, and His glory shines upon you, and the angels rejoice. And so this morning when I saw that, you know, at first my heart was like, oh, cool. And then I thought, oh, not cool. Not cool. That's one of those little stinking thinking things that we don't want to agree with. And so at that moment when I was asking the Lord about that, he took me to Matthew Twenty-seven. And he said to my heart, Lisa Marie, I gave up my spirit. I gave it up. I gave it up. Nobody murdered me. I heard that this week too, when Jesus was murdered. Nobody murdered Jesus. Nobody killed Jesus. He was tortured beyond recognition, but he, I will guarantee, well, you, you don't want to do that because that's almost like a swear. So you don't want to, I'm serious, you don't want to do that. But I know, I believe, had he at any point Changed his mind or decided to come off that cross, he could have done that. He could have done that. He could have saved himself. He chose not to do that because that was not the plan of God. And he came to please his father. What do we want to do? We want to please our father. And ultimately, any sacrifice that you give according to the good pleasure of your Father is a victory in your life. Hallelujah. So, in Matthew 27, is this okay not to do my sermon today? Hallelujah. As they were going, this is Matthew 27, 32. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots and sitting down. They kept watch over him there. Like that would really matter? God's ultimate plan, God's ultimate plan was going to be accomplished. He sent a savior of the world to be crucified and to be a resurrected into ascended life so that you could receive that in the here and now. That you would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, come down from the cross if you are the son of God. He didn't do that. He chose to walk the walk. He chose to go to hell. He chose to suffer in ways that you could never imagine and thankfully that you will never have to do. We think dying to self is difficult. Come on. Come on. So you're in the middle of an argument. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? So you think someone owes you something. Is it really worth it? Is there a testimony to be had in laying yourself down? In laying ourselves down is the only true freedom that we will ever experience. Any area where we are choosing not to lay ourselves down is a burden, it is a chain, it is a hindrance. The devil will try to tell you, watch out for yourself, you know, take care of yourself. It's just a lie. It's just a lie. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. So what if someone makes fun of you? So what if someone slanders you? Does it really matter? Are you the righteousness of God in Christ if you have received him as your Lord and Savior? What does it matter? It does not matter. He knows how to make it right for you as long as you walk, I walk, in his love, in his purity, in his perfect counsel, Seeking after the heart of God. What made David so powerful? His heart after God. What made him so strong? He refused to be without the presence of God. Are you David's? Yes. Yes. He refused to go forward without the presence. And he knew the mercy of God. He knew the loving kindness of God. He knew God's heart for him. Did he make mistakes? Yes, terrible, terrible, terrible mistakes. But he came back and repented. And he walked in the glory. And battle after battle after battle after battle was won. Because he ever sought the presence of God, he ever sought the will of God. In Psalm twenty seven, verse eight, my heart says of you, Seek his face your face Lord I will seek seek his face your face Lord I will seek your face Lord I will seek your face Lord I will seek I will seek it when my kids are doing what they're not supposed to be doing I will seek it when I feel anger rise up in me I will seek it when I need healing. I will seek it when I feel weak. I will seek it it when I've made a mistake. I will seek it in in the middle of battle because I am confident in this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will rely on the promises of God. I will not be moved. I will stand on the rock. I will stand on the living Word of God. Your Word is life to me. There is no other life. There is no other light. (coughs) The Word and the Word only. The Word is who you are. Do I believe in your goodness for me? Do I believe in your mercy for me? Do I believe in your love for me? Yes, Psalm 5, verse 12 says, Your favor is round about me like a shield. Scripture says, Your mercies are new every morning. Your loving kindness never fails. In my time of trouble, you are my help. So why am I going to choose any other route? Psalm 27 says, You make my enemies stumble and fall. Now, we don't wish for enemies to stumble and fall. But when anything comes against the desire, the heart of God in your life, they're going to fall. As long as you remain steadfast in him. We have a promise. It says, That he will raise the valleys and bring low the mountains and give us level ground to walk on. He will keep our foot from stumbling. He will make the crooked places straight. When we seek his counsel, when we seek his will, his counsel is upon us with a loving eye. This is all scripture, beloved. This is not just stuff I'm saying. It's all in the word. He will grant to the righteous what they desire. The elders mocked him. He saved others. You see, your mockers in the middle, they think they're winning. But they've got another thing coming. Let every man be a liar. God is true. You see? He does not lie. His word is true. It comes to pass. And we can be confident. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he cannot save himself. Oh, by doing the will of the Father, we save ourselves. Oh, by doing the will of the Father, the heart of the Father, we are saved. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. You see their vision? Do you see where their vision was? you see where their heart was? He could have done anything he wanted, but he wanted to save you. He wanted to walk it out to give you an eternal gift. Oh, what a precious heart he has for you. Oh, what a precious heart he has for me. We cannot compare it to anything else that we know. Is the heart of God for you. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Eternally, there was no forsakenness. Do you get that? Eternally, there was no forsakenness. When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he is calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran out and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah someone even greater hallelujah our tremendous God our tremendous God and when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice and here's the scripture the Lord gave me when I read that trash this morning he gave up his spirit nobody broke our Jesus He didn't come to be broken. He didn't come to show us a broken path that you hear everybody singing about. He came on the path of victory through the perfect will of the Father. He came as a lamb and he left as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He will never be defeated. He was not defeated, he was never broken. His victory is for you at all times when you remain in him. When you go to the garden and say, not my will, but yours be done, Father. You are undefeatable at that point. Undefeatable. Undefeatable. Victory secured. Not only in the life to come, but in this life. So what are the little foxes that keep getting in the way? I want to do it my way? I don't understand your way, so my way must be better. Self-castigation, self deprecation. Thinking you're not worthy. You know what? You're not in yourself, but God made you worthy. He made you worthy. He made you the righteousness of God in Christ. Anger. Jealousy looking at someone else's blessing, guess what? You would hate their blessing. God has blessing enough for you, and God has perfect blessing for you. He has blessing designed just for you. Competition, we really have no one to compete with. There is no one in your life that you need to compete with. Nobody. Just look at him. Just say, thank you, God, how you made me. Show me more and more how to walk in the person that you made me. Your past? Upsetness? Feeling that you didn't do things right? Your past is washed in the blood. Is there anything that you have done in your life that God is not bigger than? He's bigger than death, beloved. Is there any mistake that you've made that is unredeemable? Is there any mistake that you've made where when handed over to him, he will not bring light? He is the God of light. He is the God of life. He is your strong tower. He is your mercy. He is your grace. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of all compassion. The one who makes the crooked road straight. And it's all for you. We just stay sheltered in him. We stay in Christ. He does not require perfection. He requires yieldedness, teachableness. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. The life I live in the body, in the body, in the now, right now, I live by faith in the Son of God. That's the only faith you need. Do you have faith in the Son of God as Jesus, your Lord and Savior? That's all you need. You've got it. You've got it. That is all the word. That is completeness of Christ. That is the living God who loved me and gave himself for me He gave himself for you He gave himself for me He suffered it all He took every curse He took every sin and he allowed me to be an overcomer through him In him So when our heart says, bite back, when our heart tells us, you're nothing, when a heart says, you're wrong, you messed up too much, that is not how our Lord speaks to us. He did not come to give us victory for us to listen to that trash that binds us and holds us. When we respond to those things, what are we really doing? We are clinging to self. We're not letting go of the hurt. Why? I don't know. You know, that's because he has so much more for us. Somehow we think protecting ourselves is necessary. Life in abandonment of self unto the Lord Jesus Christ. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. In Psalm 27, it says, the very first part, the Lord is my light. It doesn't say he gives me light. Doesn't say he gives me light. Because he is light. He is light. He can't give you anything else. He can't bring darkness into your life of any kind. Even when he disciplines us, it's light, it's the saving of our souls. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The word there is Y-E-S-H-A. It means safety. It means rescue. It means welfare. That's what he has for you. Let's go back to Matthew 27. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up. He gave, he gave, he gave, he gave, he gave up his spirit. At that moment... The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, the tombs broke open, and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. And he is also here to raise you to life. Don't be concerned for yourself. He knows how to take care of you. They came out of the tombs, and after Jesus' resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God surely we have the son of God he dwells in us there is nothing that the son of God cannot help you regardless of any weakness regardless of any difficulty regardless of any shaking if you will just abandon yourself into his loving care he will show you the way and he will bring victory He was not held in the tomb. He was not held in hell. He is our resurrected Lord and King. He poured his blood on the mercy seat for you. The mercy, the mercy seat, the mercy seat, the mercy seat for you. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies for you are new every morning. Hebrews 10.35, so do not throw away your confidence. Do not throw away your confidence in whom you are serving. It will be richly rewarded in the here and now and eternally. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Beloved, you have a God who is faithful and true. He will never forsake you. He has promises that that you haven't even touched the doorway to. You know what I'm saying? It's all in here, and we can read about it. But he is the God of life, and as we lay down self, as we sacrifice self, as we crucify self, Jesus lives in us bigger and bigger and bigger, and we go from glory to glory to glory in his power, in his love, in his resurrected ascension life. He has a completely new vision for us. It is a vision where we see the enemies defeated. They are not people. They are spirits, okay? the torments, the difficulties, whatever they are, the issues in your life. He has a whole new line of sight for you. Victory upon victory upon victory. So that's what the Lord was talking to me about this morning. I hope hope that was okay instead of doing the sermon that I had. He has resurrected ascended lives. And we are safe when we lay self down. It's the safest place we can be. It is the safest place we can be. Because when we get self out of the way, the true love of the Father comes through and washes everything clean. Okay, so uh, we want to pray for Sharon today. If there's anyone else who needs special prayer, we want to pray for Larry, right? We want to pray for Sharon. Is there anybody else who would like special prayer? Okay. Can I have a few people? What have you to be concerned about?